Welcome to Prop Chat. We are here to talk about property, the ups, the downs, and how you can get started in property investing. And now, here's your host, Dave McGlashan. Hello and welcome back to Prop Chat. First and foremost, apologies for the brief hiatus we took over there. We, we got a little busy. Um, but what we're doing is getting straight back into podcasting by giving you some of our recorded content, some of our live webinars that we've been doing. Um, so there's a nice big backlog for you guys to work through. I uh, really hope you enjoy it. If you want to catch these live, it happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 o'clock on our Facebook page. You're welcome to join us. Otherwise, the recordings will always come up over here on the podcast. So you're welcome to catch up here. Okay, hello fellow South Africans. This is Andrew Walker, the CEO of the SA Property Investors Network and the Property Academy. Now, this has gone live to thousands of South Africans. If you're out there and you are a landlord and you're worried about what's going to happen, we are going to be covering some of the fundamental questions all of us as landlords are asking. As you all know, last Sunday evening, Cyril Ramaphosa announced a state of a disaster. Now, we, we set this meeting up last week, Thursday, based on that. However, things have changed. As you all know, last night, Cyril addressed us again. Now there's a lockdown happening this Thursday evening. So what I want to do is address a few questions first around what Michelle Dickens and Silver State put together, which is the Rent Recovery Disaster Pact. Now, if you don't know Michelle and Silver, Michelle Dickens has been investing in property for a long, long, long time. Uh, not that long. Hey, Michelle. Only 20 years. Only 20 years. And Michelle, Michelle being an investor herself, set up the Tenor Profile Network, which is a credit bureau. And for years now, Michelle Dickens and Saul Stain um, have been working together, helping landlords understand the law, how to set up the right tenancies, how to evict tenants, how to manage your property portfolios. Saul Stain, a very good friend of mine as well, is, a, is from SSL Attorneys. So Michelle Dickens and Silver Stain haven't had much sleep in the last few days, so bear with them, right? They've been working hard to really help us understand because there are so many South Africans listening to this right now out there asking themselves the question, what's happening to my tenant? They've been retrenched. They can't pay rent. I've got tenants moving in on the 1st of March. What do I do? So what I want to do is um, I don't want to delay this. We've got 30 to 40 minutes with Michelle Dickens from the Tenant Profile Network and Silver Stain from SSL attorneys and we've compiled we've taken the most common questions that our landlords have been asking around that so Michelle and Sil are you ready to rock and roll always to go so my very first question is and in fact I got this I got a phone call this morning from one of my landlords saying Andrew um, I've got a problem I said what's that he said to me he's got a tenant moving in the first of April so tenants moving out what's today today's Tuesday, the tenants moving out tomorrow, so tomorrow, Thursday, deposits have been paid, rents have been paid, everything's been organized. But Sol, and this question's for you, what must my landlord do now? Because um, he's got a tenant moving in on Monday, or the or 1st of April, I mean. Well, the thing is, Andrew, um, if you asked me this question last week, I would have said, we're going to move, everybody's happy, just keep your safe distance, the whole thing. Things have changed. So I think the first thing we need to appreciate right now is we are in the middle of a, a national a state of national disasters. So none of the normal rules apply. So the truth yeah. is, as of Thursday evening at 12, the country yeah. is on lockdown. Your movement are restricted. There's a lot of talk already around, yeah, but what about my constitutional right? In a state of disaster, all our rights suddenly 
get governed by the Disaster Management Act. And the government has very big, very strong rights and almost full carte blanche to do what they have to do to contain the situation, which is currently a virus that's spreading. So the truth is, we won't be able to move. So come month end, nobody is moving out, nobody is moving in. So if I stop you there, Silna, <clears throat> the lockdown is Thursday evening. Yes. If this tenant that was due to move out tomorrow is Wednesday, the other thing had Wednesday, Thursday, um, is the answer then for that tenant not to move out because that tenant may be planning on moving into their new accommodation over the weekend? So anyone up until Thursday evening, if what I'm understanding from you, there must be no movement of tenants. They should actually stay put if they can. Is that right? <laughs> That's 100% what I'm saying. Michelle and I had this discussion earlier today as well. And the last thing we want to create, and I want to push this as hard as I can, is I don't want us to fall into a position on, of panic moving. I mean, lay off the toilet paper for crying out loud, but try to stay in your place right now. What we recommend, and this is part of the rental recovery pact that we have compiled together, is an addendum to either extend your lease, to extend until the end of April or the 17th of April for that matter, whatever works for the landlord and tenant, and for the party that's supposed to move in, extend the date of occupation. Because what we need to do as a country right now is stay put. So I don't want to, as much as we're saying, as of Thursday evening, nobody's gonna be moving. Please don't go into panic, move, face, Face because that's going to put a much bigger strain and a much bigger risk on everybody. Let's try our best to take these few days to make the necessary arrangements to keep everybody put so we stop the spread of the virus. Absolutely. So another thing, I'm thinking about this practically, right? So we now being educated on the subject. What about the tenants that aren't? And they, where, where can a landlord direct a tenant to show them or to prove to them and actually you don't have the right and you can't move into my property. Are you and Michelle going to be sharing documentation around that for not just landlords, but the people renting and tenants? Is that something that you can do? So, um, so Andrew, thanks thanks for that intro. Um, what CPN and SSLR have done is we've created a state of um, disaster mm. rental recovery uh, pack, right. which can be used by landlords or estate agents or even by tenants, downloaded by tenants and presented uh, to their landlords. That pack is more around um, the um, loss of income. So if tenants are in a position where they don't have um, the means to pay their rental, can they apply to their landlord in terms of I've lost my income due to a retrenchment, um, shortened days. I'm a commission earner and we're not able to work at the moment. And with regards to my income that is at risk, can I apply to the landlord to either enter into a deposit utilization agreement or a deferment of rent agreement? Okay. In terms of the deposit utilization agreement, the landlord and tenant would then agree that the tenant's deposit can be used for rent for this month. Okay. But the tenant further agrees that they will reinstate the deposit after the state of um, disaster has been lifted. They'll reinstate that deposit by making instalment payments um, to get the deposit back to its original state by the um, end of the lease uh, future date. Whereas the deferment of our rent agreement is an agreement 
that the tenant and landlord enter into. The tenant says, I have a loss of income. I've, I'm a tenant that has previously been in good standing. Um, and can I have a reduction in rental or full reduction in rent, either part or full reduction in rent, while we're in the state of disaster? But once the state of disaster has been lifted, the tenant agrees to repay the landlord that loss of rent again in instalment payments so that the landlord is not fully without pocket. I must point out though that I've seen a lot of landlords on social media saying, I understand the position of my tenants. I am feeling generous myself as a landlord and so I'm going to enter into a deferment or reduction of rental and I'm not going to ask my tenant to pay instalment repayments. Even so, and, and that's very generous, that is incredibly generous of, of those landlords. Even in that case though, it's a good idea to document that. Enter into the deferment of rent agreement, but state that there will be no instalment uh, repayment. So it is very clear to both parties. And the documentation you're talking about is in this rent recovery pack that people can access on your website, right? Yeah, it's Make on the shop website. What's the address? It's on the shop website. So it's shop.tpn.co.za. It's a rental recovery documentation pack. And you don't have to register. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to be a TPN member. You simply download the documents. And that link will be on the chat box for the people that are on this conference call. Okay, let's go to the next question then. Um, and I think I know the answer to it already based on Silna's answer originally. So, um, but Michelle, I'm going to ask you, um, I've had quite a few emails myself saying, look, Andrew, I carry out regular inspections. Now, there's some properties I own where the tenants look after the properties and they are immaculate. In fact, if I do one inspection a year, it's enough. But I have a three or four properties where if I don't inspect them on a monthly basis or every two months, the property just goes downhill. What do I do now about this ingoing and, uh, and, uh, and inspections on the property? So while we're under state of disaster, as we were um, up until last night, you could continue with your inspections. You had movement. We don't have movement now. We're in a lockdown. So from Thursday midnight, no movement for a period of 21 days, which means there'll be no interim inspections. You just won't be able to move to do that. Um, it also means, as Silna pointed out earlier, there's going to be no people moving in and out of properties. So we won't be doing incoming inspections. We won't be doing outgoing inspections. This is not a, hopefully, hopefully, this is only for 21 days. Um, and so I, I think it's a good idea to remind our landlords and our property managers, this is hopefully just a short-term period. Yeah. Sure, the state of disaster is for three months. Lockdown is only for 21 days. It's not It's not a forever. This too will pass, um, and we will get to back to life as normal um, at that point. Absolutely. And, it's only, and, and as you say, Michelle, it's 21 days. Or two two things will happen. 21 days, COVID-19 gets control and we go back to normal living, right? Or fairly normal living. Um, and I guess a, a question is, which, which we don't need to answer now, what if that's extended by another 21 days? My opinion with that question is we cross that bridge when it comes, right? This is fluid. Sona, we've been talking, um, Sona and I are literally on speed dial 24 hours a day. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is fluid. It's moving. And yeah. as it moves... Um, our, our intention to the industry is to remain up to date and keeping the industry sure. ab ab abreast of, of what changes need to be implemented. Sona, do you have anything to add? No, that's exactly it. I think at this stage, to think about the future, 
Um, I, I agree with that. The old rule of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How do you survive a lockdown and a, an attack from a virus? One day at a time, one hour at a time, actually, to be quite honest. But we, like you said, Michelle and I are right there. We'll keep an eye. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Let's come back <laughs> to what's happening today, though. Another common question that, that we've been getting, um, and this question is more for Sylna initially, and then we'll jump to Michelle. So, Sylna, you've spent many years um, assisting landlords in evicting tenants, haven't you? Yes. Now, We've got quite a few of our members that are busy going through the eviction process, as in a one month in, two months in. We've, we've had a few emails saying, hey, Andrew, we were just about to go through the legal eviction process. Should we hold back? Should we continue? Um, so, Solomon, maybe if you can answer that question for us. Yes, I'm very, very happy that that conversation is coming up because a very important thing at this stage is um, – the courts, we don't have a specific directive yet on the back of last night. <clears throat> so up to last night, what we still have is we can still approach courts through case lines. So case lines is an, a, a digital platform for your filing and your servicing. And all our new matters will have to run through case lines. The thing is, that was the directive up to last night. So yeah. there were still clerks in the court, registers, uh, registrars in the court, where today, actually, um, Nick, one of our directors was in court in Pretoria Magistrate Court, and they were told that until there's a further directive from the judge president, um, they have to wrap up the role at by 11 today. Um, so whether that is the, the impact on the rest of the court. We do not know yet. So this is one of those things that we will answer once we have clarity. The moment the judge president tells us, okay, brilliant, um, the courts are closed now and we go into DS non, DS non is the term that we use for when court days are not running. Um, so we don't know at this stage, we are not in DS non yet. There, there hasn't been a directive to that effect. So what DS non means is you know, when you usually serve your eviction application, the respondent has 10 days to file a notice of intention to oppose. Okay. So what, we, what happens in DS non is that 10 days isn't running. So it's a pause button effectively on court proceedings. So currently, the days on our proceedings are still running this is the reason why SSLR, luckily we've been, I've moved everybody to work remotely already from, from a week ago. So we are working remotely. Our attorneys are up and running. And like I said, Nick himself was in court this morning. So as long as the courts are running, we are running. I do suspect that we're going to see a, a postponement on all the matters and a potential closure of the courts for the next 21 days, obviously safe for, for urgent application. If that's the case, guys, so I'm taking a long lawyery angle to get to my answer. Um, the truth is we can still proceed in as far as the court and the directives allow us. So my suggestion at this point is do not hold back on your eviction because the truth mm -hmm. is the people that are getting evicted now, the proceedings that are already pending, this is not people that hasn't been paying their rent because of the COVID-19 pandemic. It is people that's been bad paying tenants before this. So yeah, yeah. continue with your eviction proceedings. Like Michelle said rightly, 
continue with your normal rental collection situations. Get your letters of demand out. Talk to the attorneys that has to do the evictions. Remember, we are right there. We understand where we are and when we can do what. If you do have an eviction order, say, for instance, that you got your eviction order last week, the court ordered the illegal occupant to vacate by the end of March, and the sheriff can do the eviction on, say, let's call it the 2nd of April. The thing is, the sheriff is a lot of things, but the sheriff is not essential services. So there's no directive that we can't do evictions, but it, it's going to be impossible. So what we are saying is ideally between now and the 17th of April, everybody stays good. Okay. Thank you, So, Michelle, anything from your side on that regarding evictions and managing tenants in this in this time if they, if they, if they haven't been paying? Yeah, so um, in terms of the rental recovery document that we put out, um, we were encouraging that to be used on tenants that were in good standing. So up until the 31st of March, if your tenant was in good standing, enter into agreements that gave your tenant deposit utilization and deferment agreement. It's not to say that tenants who are in default, you can't use those documents. You absolutely can as a landlord um, um, if you choose to. But for tenants that are um, have a history already of non-payment or already um, in arrears on their rental, as Sona said, this is pre-COVID-19 period. Um, TPN also encourages, same as Sona, to start your collection process. So TPN is still collecting um, uh, rental payment profile data as of March. Um, come April, we will make a decision on what data we will be collecting. But as of March, we're still collecting rental payment profile data. As a bureau, we're still sending out credit bureau SMSs, um, alert notifications. As you know, those are free of charge to the industry, and they're an excellent mechanism to encourage uh, tenants to make their rental payments. TPN, since we've been in a state of disaster and for the full period that we are in a state of disaster, we will continue to send out the letter of demands. Um, both um, um, uh, via email, via um, SMS, and while the post office is open, which is an essential service, we'll continue to send it out via post as well. And for that, um, Andrew, we are doing that at half price. Um, so again, we're trying to show the industry that we're trying to come to the party. We understand that these are going to be difficult times, um, and how can we add value from that perspective? And then, as Lana said, for your collections, we're going to pass them over to, to, to the attorneys at that point, SSLR, um, from a, a formal eviction proceedings. Perfect. I just want to read something off my phone to you and Sil now, and my heart dropped when I first read this. It said, landlords barred from collecting house rent for the next 90 days, Ministry Health Republic of South Africa. And I saw this and I thought, no, this can't be right. But did you see their typo on the 90 days? They didn't put a space in there, huh? But this is the problem because I'm sure, just like Cyril um, stated last night, fake news, um, people putting these posts out, you know, I think it's very important. If, if anyone wants to verify, they need to go to SSLR, go to TPN, or come to the SA Property Investors Network because I'm pretty sure that this is going to start circulating within tenants across the country. And it's already circulating. Yep. It is. And we are, we are already getting the questions around that. And it is simply fake news. And the truth is exactly to Michelle's point earlier. If somebody is not paying his rent 
because of a fake news circulation. He is not entitled to not pay rent. Like Michelle rightly said on the um, disaster management pact that we've designed, this is by agreement between the parties that the yeah. tenant will pay a reduced rent. There is no th anything out there that says a tenant may, may not does not have yeah. to pay his rent right now. So we proceed with the letters of demand and evictions at this stage. SSLR is uh, doing all our evictions at a discounted rate uh, of 20% because we need to service the industry. We need to get the non-paying tenants that is the guys that's been delinquent tenants pre-COVID-19. We need to get them out so we can get the landlords in the best possible financial position to recover once this is all done. Exactly. And following on from that, another question, which is around the subject is, can the tenant cancel the lease agreement in the usual way? Definitely. Definitely. The tenant has a right in terms of CPA to cancel their lease on 20 business days notice. Um, right now, the 20 business, if they were to cancel right now, Andrew, the 20 business days notice is not going to take them into the lockdown period. We're going to have exited the lockdown period as it stands at the moment, should yeah. it not be extended. So the tenant has a right to give 20 business days notice to cancel his lease. Um, remember, during this period, we do have a couple of public holidays um, in this period in any event. Um, the landlord, though, does have a right to an early cancellation penalty. And that early cancellation penalty may include their inability to find a new tenant while we're in lockdown because they're not able to show the property for viewings. And therefore, there may be a loss of rent for the balance of the April period because we weren't able to find a tenant. So the tenant has the current tenant, the existing tenant giving the notice has the right to give the notice. The landlord continues to have his right to collect um, a early cancellation penalty. But Solna, over to you as to, are we having 20 business days? Are they business days or not? <laughs> Michelle, I, I, I thought you were going to throw that ball in my direction. <laughs> so uh, what, what Michelle's asking, just, just to um, rephrase the question as well, 20 business days is a term, well, business days is a term that we've been using. Um, like everybody knows what a business day is. It's any day, excluding Saturday, Sunday and public holidays. But now we have this directive saying that businesses must close, except for essential businesses. So do we have business days? Yeah, this is a beautiful answer. I do not know. We do not know at this stage because there is no legislation around what is a business day, a business day under a viral attack against the world. Okay, so we don't have anything to that effect. The Interpretation Act does not define business days. Business days, um, in terms of the TPN leaseback lease, is defined as any day, excluding a Saturday, Sunday, or public holiday. So when I say I don't know, the answer is there's no directive at this stage. So at this stage, the answer is every day that is not a Saturday, not a Sunday, not a public holiday, will be seen as a business day. The only thing that will change this is when there is an actual directive from a government sphere, be it from the uh, Minister of Justice, Minister of Health. I mean, we're seeing all our ministers right now. So any minister, any government can declare and make a, a give a directive in that regard. But for the moment, any day that's not a Saturday and a Sunday or public holiday is still 
considered a business day. But I want to really ask everybody to keep a very close eye on both SSLR and TPN's um, social media pages. And I assume Sapin as well, Andrew, will obviously share with you guys as well. If yep. there's a directive that changes, and that will go with the DS non conversation as well. So if there's a directive around DS non, it will potentially pull through into business days, but we will notify you. But at this stage, still business as not usual. Excellent. Thank you so much, Silna. Great. And um, I want to ask a question. It actually goes back to one of the first questions because it's just come through now. Talking about a tenant that wants to move in the 1st of April. So that, this was from a landlord that said the rent's been paid, the, the, the lease agreement signed, and then moving the 1st of April. But they can't actually move in now because of the lockdown because they were moving in on the weekend. So is he still allowed to actually charge rent? So, for example, let's say the 21 days comes to an end and we're allowed to move freely is that landlord still allowed to physically charge for those days in April where the tenant wasn't allowed to move into the property, but everything's been done? Just want to clarify for, for that specific landlord. Solna and I debated this one at length. In fact, I've got to be honest, it wasn't just Solna and I. We had a panel of four different um, um, attorney firms um, on call this morning, and this was one of the, the questions that um, was, was asked in detail. Um, Sona, I'm going to hand over. I'm going to hand back over to you. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Well, the thing is, um, the answer is simply: if somebody, if it's physically impossible or by law impossible for somebody to utilize something um, by agreement, which in this particular case is the right of occupation, we are not allowed to move. So, a tenant that has to take occupation isn't allowed to take occupation, okay? So it's impossibility in law to take occupation. Let's say everything goes according to plan and on the 17th of April, it is, you know, free and we're all running in the streets again. Imagine that's gonna be amazing. Um, then the tenant can take occupation again and his impossibility of occupying the premises falls away. So what we are saying and the conclusion we, we came to was, during the, the lockdown period, uh, when a tenant can't take occupation, the landlord would not be uh, in a position to claim the rent from him. However, as of the 17th of April, if the lockdown is uplifted and by law the tenant can take occupation, definitely the landlord can claim that prorated rent from him again. Okay, brilliant. Any anything from yourself, Michelle, on that? Um, Andrew, just, just to add to that, for the majority of landlords, their properties will be occupied. So it's only going to be for a very small amount of landlords that are sitting in a position where their properties are unoccupied and vacant, and therefore the incoming tenant would be able to make, uh, would be able to move into the property on the 1st of April, but is not able to because of the lockdown. For the majority of landlords um, at the moment, what we're gonna be facing is we're gonna be facing tenants that are supposed to be moving but are unable to so you've got an you've got an outgoing tenant plus an incoming tenant and you're not going to be able to um, uh, move during that period and so landlords are not going to be charging the incoming and the outgoing tenant both rent for the month of april um, there will be a case of the outgoing tenant remains in the property for an extra month and therefore the landlord is going to secure his rent through the month to month extension from the outgoing tenant. 
my most important um, point that I want to make at this point is it is about communication. Landlords are going to need to communicate with both the incoming and the outgoing tenant to yeah. determine whether the move date is then shifted by a whole month, whether both tenants are in agreement that it'll move to the 17th of April, which I don't think is the smartest move because we don't know if lockdown is extended. Yeah. So by putting the, the tenants in a place of comfort, by making agreement that all moves are shifted until the end of the month, then places um, the landlord in a position where he's not going to be out of pocket of rent for the majority of landlords. Absolutely. So basically what you're saying is from Thursday evening, from midnight, so from Friday, there is just no movement. If you if you had inspections booked, cancel them. If you had people moving in or out, cancel Keep people sat tight at home until still address us again in plus minus 21 days. That's what you're saying, right? And communicate. Yeah. And, and the one thing we will be doing, just to share with all of you, every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m., the SA Property Investors Network will be giving a live update as to what is happening. So if Michelle has an update, Solar State, or anyone else in the industry, we will be broadcasting live and getting that information out to the masses. Um, I think, you know, I've actually been going through all these questions, and from my side, you've answered most of the common questions. Um, there's a few other small questions which we'll be covering tonight because there is a follow-on webinar at 6 p.m. tonight with the SA Property Investors Network with Real Nordia as our guest speaker, as you know, Michelle, and so on the real has been investing for 20 years in the barter space and as a landlord, he's facing all of this. Um, so I think what might be useful is from yourself, uh, Michelle, are there any closing comments, anything else you want to mention that you haven't mentioned? And then I'll go to Solna and we'll start closing off. I think just on a, on a personal note, Andrew, I mean, these are extraordinary times. Um, in fact, um, I have a new word, extraneous times. Um, and um, I think... We must just remain calm. Yeah. Um, this too will pass. Um, we must remain calm and um, we must remain safe. So I would just encourage everyone to stay at home. Beautiful opportunity to catch up on the admin. Um, innovation happens at this point in time. Um, stay safe. As you can see, I'm turning my office into a studio now. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Michelle. But look, from uh, from your side, Michelle, business as usual, you said, you're still sending out messages, you're still sending out emails. So even though you're working remote, it's business as usual for you, right? CPN is business as usual, yes. Brilliant. Okay. Th thank you very much, Michelle, for your time. And any further updates, please share with us. Even if it's an update between now and 6 o'clock, share it with me, okay? <laughs> um, over to you, Sona. All right, thank you, Andrew. Yes, I want to uh, basically echo what Michelle said, but I want to just emphasize something else. I see, especially on a lot of the Facebook groups, there's these questions about, yeah, but who's going to carry the loss? What if the landlord suffers loss? What if the tenant suffers damage? Guys, we are faced with a world crisis. It's not law as usual. It's not business as usual. It's not life as usual. So what we need to appreciate in this time is in this time is we need to put the emphasis on kindness, not on self-centered situations. We need to look at where we can help each other, how we can support each other. And more more than anything else, we can't be selfish right now. We can't be self-centered. We need to look out for every other person, not just in the country, but in the world but we are in South Africa. And yes, 
Landlords are going to suffer financially. Tenants are going to suffer financially. Businesses are going to suffer financially. And so are individuals. It is what it is, guys. Nobody asked for a virus to, to attack us, but here we are. It feels like we're in an actual movie. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but this is what we are faced with. And I actually just want to beg everybody, basically, just to bring in some kindness into the world. Stay at home. Don't stockpile. Don't try and squeeze in a move now. Be calm. Be relaxed. Try to stay calm. I know it's extremely scary right now. Nobody knows. And I must say it's uh, interesting to be the guys with the answers. And uh, we also don't really have the answers. We're figuring it out as we go along. So let's be patient. Let's be kind and let's take it one day at a time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Silna. On behalf of the SF Property Investors Network, thank you so much, Silna and Michelle. Um, just so everyone is aware, everyone that has registered for this webinar, um, we are this this has been recorded. So we will be then sending out to all those delegates, and we want people to share the specific webinar with as many people as possible to communicate. Um, and I think the more we communicate and the more educated our landlords get, the less panic there will be. Because here's the thing, ladies and gents, there's nothing I can do or you can do. All we can do, exactly what you said, so on the break kindness of the world, Let's listen to our president, Sir Ramaphosa. Let's stay at home. Let's get on top of everything. In my opinion, the world was moving very, very fast. And all that's happening is we're taking a slowdown now. You know, in hindsight, or this could be a blessing in disguise, right? Um, to stand back and go, maybe, maybe when we do put our foot back on the pedal in April, we may just do things a bit differently. But let's use this time to communicate, to keep getting educated. Um, at SAPN, we will be doing this live every Tuesday and Thursday. So if there's anyone else there listening that is getting other information that we're not getting, please share it with us. We will verify that information. Um, in the chat box, Dave did put a link to someone just WhatsApp me now about Michelle Dickens' website address. It is in the chat box. We will ask Michelle Swartz, our marketing manager, to put that address um, on the email when we do send it out. Um, and then, ladies and gents, what's the time? It is, is it half past one? Just after half past one, I will be back um, at six o'clock with Real Nordea. So, Sol and Michelle, anything else you want us to address, please let us know beforehand. Um, otherwise, I want to say thank you very much. Everyone stay safe. Don't panic, and we will all get through this together. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Lana. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us on Prop Chat, brought to you by SA Property Investors Network. Make sure you visit their website, www.sapropertynetwork.com, where you will find ebooks, webinars, newsletters, training videos, property assessment tools, event tickets, and much more. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so you'll never miss a show. SA Property Investors Network, a place where property investors meet. Connect today. Expand tomorrow.